Yeah, I really had a passion for people. And also my gift really is relationships. And I thought to myself, what a great way to be able to do what I love, dealing with people, owning my own business. That's really where the love came from, is my love for people. I truly believe all of us have a gift in life and a calling. And I believe my gift is connecting with people. So that's where my love for business came from. Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day of your life. I am your host, Ron Kaiser. I'm a positive health psychologist and author of the award-winning and best-selling book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym, and we hope you'll visit frequently, pick up some advice on positive psychology, goal-achieving psychology, and rejuvenating, and generally leading your life with enthusiasm. As those of you who are regular podcast listeners know, the guests who appear on my show are people who themselves lead their lives with enthusiasm and can be mentors and role models to the rest of us to help us in various ways to approach life enthusiastically, positively, and productively. And today we have a real special treat in store for us. Marie ZQ, and I'm going to let her pronounce her, her name because uh, I don't want to start off on the wrong foot. Marie is the epitome of perseverance and determination. As a teenager, she moved to the United States from West Africa, unable to speak, read, or write in English. She dabbled in entrepreneurship as a teenager by selling cookies she baked herself, and eventually she enrolled in undergraduate college courses at the University of Phoenix, ready to pursue the dream of owning her own business. She didn't know exactly what kind of business it would be at first, but she knew that she needed a good education to make it happen. Then her life took a bit of a turn. Marie was near the end of her undergraduate business program when she received unexpected news. At the age of 31, she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer that had spread to her lymph nodes and her physician advised immediate and aggressive treatment so that she would not enter stage four. Marie turned adversity into action. She had a difficult time accepting the diagnosis. She was young and she had other plans. So how could this happen to her? She called her father who had always supported her dream of pursuing an education and he reminded her of her goals and what she was capable of and encouraged her to press forward. And so Marie went to work, attended school, fought cancer at the same time, and eight years later, she got an MBA as a published motivational speaker, a volunteer, and most important to her, a mother of a healthy three-year-old. She credits her faith in God and also a conscious effort to focus on the positive with where she is today. Marie, it is a real pleasure and delight to have you with us. 
I know you're going to be giving a lot of help to people facing adversities as well as those who are meeting more regular challenges. I'm really grateful that you agreed to appear with us and welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. Yay! Good morning, Dr. Ron. I, I am so excited and I want to take this moment to just say thank you so much for having me on. I know it's 7 a.m. in the morning. I have a lot of energy. <laughs> this is after I have exercised a little bit. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of energy, but hopefully you guys can handle it. So thank you so much for having me on. And I'm so grateful and thankful to have this time with you guys and share. Well, looking forward to it. But I do want you to do one thing first, and that's pronounce your last name for me, because uh, it's rare that I get a guest that I don't try to at least pronounce their, their last name, you know, because I think trying is a pretty important kind of thing, but I, I don't know, yes. it's too challenging. Yes, I mean, as you know, I'm originally from West Africa, so Zitomu is the easiest way to say it, and Zitomu, Zitomu Quintanilla. <laughs> Wonderful, but I'm still not going to try and pronounce it. It's okay. You can just call me Marie Ezekiel. <laughs> okay, well, Marie, you moved here from West Africa as a teenager. What occasioned the move? I mean, was it a family move or what was the deal there? Well, I, as a little girl growing up in West Africa, Guinea, I always visualized myself moving to the United States and living the American dreams. I remember when I was nine years old, I was in a playground. And I was playing with the little girls and I told them my goal one day is to move and go to the United States and study and be a business owner. I didn't quite know how that was going to happen. But as a really young age, I always dream of coming here. And my father, he was lucky enough to get a scholarship to come out here to do his doctorate. So he sponsored me to come out. But he told me, he said, if you're not going to be serious with your study, don't even bother to come here. But I'm glad that he given me the opportunity and I came and was able to go to school. We're really glad that you did. Where did the interest in business come from at such an early age? Because it sounds like you've <sighs> kind of been an entrepreneur almost from the cradle. Yeah, I really had a passion for people. And also my gift really is relationships. And I thought to myself, what a great way to be able to do what I love, dealing with people, owning my own business. That's really where the love came from, is my love for people. I truly believe all of us have a gift in life and a calling. And I believe my gift is connecting with people. So that's where my love for business came from. That is one of your real gifts is connecting with people. I don't want to wait too long with getting into the issue of how you dealt with cancer. First of all, were you pretty healthy before the age of 31? Or would somebody have been predicting that if a 31-year-old was to get a serious illness, it would have been you? I really had a lifestyle before cancer as I always, I worked out about four days to five days a week. So I was very consistent with working out and eating right. I was never a smoker. I really believe that I did a study when I was diagnosed with cancer to determine where I got my cancer from, but I was told it was not genetic. The only thing that they can think of, maybe it's from my diet, my environment, but it was a, a big surprise for me to find out that I had cancer because I lived a very healthy lifestyle. 
Well, so you obviously didn't plan for, prepare for, or study to be a, a cancer patient. And I know different people will deal with adversity in different ways. What was there about you that had you call upon kind of positive stuff to deal with it and to become as resilient as you've been? My whole life, 42 years of living, I my faith was always very strong. I know some of us, we all believe that there is someone bigger than ourselves. My faith was very strong. But when I heard the word, you have cancer, the first thing that I thought of, why? Why me, Lord? What did I do? Did I mistreat somebody? What did I do to deserve this? That was my first thought. But what I realized is there was really no reason why I had cancer. Now that I think back, now that it's been eight years, I almost feel that I had to get cancer for me to become who I am today, to be the businesswoman that I am, more compassionate, more loving toward others, more loving. I truly believe that my faith in God helped me a lot because I remember when I was fighting cancer, I would always read my Bible. I would listen to positive messages, broadcasts, motivational speakers. I'd watch funny movies. But also, I had a positive attitude as I would get up every day, work out, go to work. And as we all know, when we're going through hardship, sometimes our attitude toward people are a little harsh. So I was very aware of that. So when I would go to work, I was very careful how I spoke to people, my coworkers, my boss, everybody around me. I was very careful. I didn't want to mistreat anybody just because I was going through hurt and sadness. So I was very aware of that. And then also my love for people as I didn't want to make them feel bad. So after that, I always visualized myself getting well and coming out of it stronger. I mean, when I was fighting cancer, I lost my hair, my eyebrows, everything that you can imagine of, I lost everything. But I truly believe my faith, my positive attitude, my love for others and myself, and I visualized myself coming out of it stronger and being a better person. Those are the things that I was using, the tools. Can you run through those four things again? Because I know that's kind of a cornerstone of kind of you as a person and what you recommend to others. And I think really critical to, to not gloss over those. Yes, yes. Even with aging, I think with these four things, I've, I feel that you can use it not just to overcome cancer or, or a loss of a job, or you can use these four tools for any areas of your life. These four things are what I focus on when I was fighting cancer. So let's say if you want to age gracefully, your faith is important there too. You have to believe that you're going to continue. You can't think one thing and do another. So faith is very important in every areas of our lives. Faith could be different things to different people. So for me, faith is having faith and there's a better thing coming my way. There's a better, there's something bigger than myself. So whatever faith is to you, use it. And positive attitude, positive attitude could be, for me, positive attitude is loving your neighbor just as you would love yourself. Positive attitude would be your enemy. Even if someone does not care for you, you can still be positive toward them and loving yourself, self-care. Oh, God, if you want to look younger forever, self-care is very important. <laughs> so self-care, loving yourself, exercising, eating right, 
making sure women, especially uh, as a woman, I can tell you this, having a family and trying to love myself first is a challenge because we put everybody else first before ourselves. But what I realized is I'm not able to fully give to my family, to my child, to my husband, to my friend, to my family, anybody, if my cup is not full. So my cup needs to be full. I need to feel good about myself. That means making sure I do my hair, do little things that makes me feel good. Exercise. Instead of eating junk food, eat good food that's going to get me more energetic and happier. So I think love, self-love, loving others is very important. And visualization, visualizing, beautiful self, seeing yourself being the person that you want to be, that you imagine to be. I think that's very important. So faith, love, positive attitude, visualizing a better future, use those keys. And I think you will always come on top. Wonderful. And I think it's not only true, probably for people who are dealing with a specific adversity or an ongoing issue like how am I going to age gracefully? But I think for those of us who, as I guess all of us who are dealing with the pandemic now, those who are confined to home and so on, one of the things that I always encourage is to make sure that you are your job, that, you know, you get up and get out of bed at a normal time and get dressed and things of this nature, because I think your behavior can really come before your feelings sometimes. We know that our thoughts can precede our feelings, but also if you behave as if you're a winner, as if you expect to move forward, as if you're treating this as something that's there that has to be dealt with. And again, while many of us are home because it's keeping us safe, you know, so that's a positive thing, but don't counteract it by staying in bed all day or spending your time watching TV or so on. Speaking of spending your time, you identify yourself nowadays as a motivational speaker, author, and cancer survivor. If somebody tells me they're a lawyer or a teacher or a social worker, I, I have a pretty good idea of how they spend their days. Not totally sure that I get a picture in my mind, even though visualization is important, don't have a real picture of how you function on a daily basis or weekly basis or what what all this stuff means. So can you tell us, you know, what you do to maintain positive stuff as well as income and all that other kinds of stuff that goes with the job? Exactly. Well, I've been really blessed and thankful that I was able to really do what I love is speaking and sharing and inspiring others. Every morning when I get up, I'm big on what you just said, Ron, is so true. I get up like I'm going to the office, as you can see, Ron. (laughs) I get up, I do my exercises, I do my prayers, and I just visualize myself having a great day. Good things are coming my way before even the day starts. And then I put on something that makes me feel good because when I feel good, I just feel that sky's the limit. Even when I'm talking to someone over the phone, they can feel my energy, they can feel my joy. And that's how important it is for me to take care of myself first before I start my task for the day. After I have done all my necessary little things like exercise, positive thinking, I write down a list of things that I want to accomplish that day. And what I do is I just go down the list. If it means calling a client, I put that from most important to least important. So let's say if I have 10 tasks on my list, I just go 
down the list, doing my list. And most of the time as a speaker, I volunteer a lot, believe it or not. I've been a speaker volunteer for American Council Society for eight years. So that's a lot of time that I give to our community to find a cure for cancer and also to create programs like Look Good, Feel Better, Road to Recovery, Reach to Recovery. All these programs, by the way, are free. If you know someone that's fighting cancer right now, if you're a caregiver, please have them go to cancer.org. We do have free programs that we offer. And I'm very passionate about the cause because I myself is a survivor. So I want to be able to give back. So my day usually entails of raising funds for cancer. I have an event that's coming up, Relay for Life for the Valley. And I also in October, I have, in September, I have Making Strides Against Breast Cancer. So I'm raising money every day for cancer. I'm approaching businesses, asking them if they want to donate to the cause and it's a tax write-off for them. If I'm not doing that, I'm asking my friends and family to create a team where we're going to walk at the relay to raise money for cancer. So my whole life has been about giving. I truly believe the moment I made the mindset to give to others, that my blessings are so much greater, believe it or not. I don't really have to look where my next income is coming from because it just usually just comes. People are always asking me to interviews. People are always asking me to do appearances. So I spend my day not only talking to clients about speaking opportunities, but also really going for my cause, raising money for my cause, doing events where we're walking and raising money for the cause. That's how my day usually looks like, Ram. <laughs> Great. And of course, you did indicate all the stuff about self-care and exercise and eating healthy and so on. What about the author part of your self-description. What have you written and uh, what's that about? Well, thank you for asking that great question. My first book, You're Being Tested, it came from my four keys that I just talked about. Having faith, positive attitude, love, and visualizing a better future. Those are the keys that I focus on, on you're being tested. You're being tested, do not worry, came from the fact that when I was going through cancer, I was being tested. So I wanted to be able to share that with everybody in my book. I talk about just know that all of us go through testing times in our lives. You're not alone. So if you just lost your job, if you're listening to this, you'll be okay. You're going to find another job. If you just lost a family member, just know. I talk about that too in the book. Whatever it is that you're going through, if you're trying to age gracefully, anything that you're going through, just know you'll be okay. And that's where the idea came from. You're being tested. Do not worry. There will be a better tomorrow. Great. And that's actually part of your brand is the notion of you're being tested. And it's a wonderful way to think of it, that if it's a test as opposed to, you know, why me or why is this terrible thing happening and so on, you know, it's like a test in school. I mean, it may not be, may not be fun, but it's going to help me get to my objective. You know, I think if, if more people think in those terms, you don't have to get depressed as a reaction to to some of these things that may be happening negatively. I always tell people that it's very hard to be active and depressed at the same time. Maybe not impossible, but it's it's hard. And so if you treat it as a test, now how am I going to handle this test? You know, I've got to do preparation. I've got to put forth my best effort and let me dominate the test rather than letting the test dominate me. Yes, that is so true. And for me, now that we're on this topic, when I talked about 
the first thing that came in my mind when I heard you have cancer was why me? I would not be able, if I didn't pass that test, there's no way I could stand in front of 10,000 people a couple months ago and say, you'll be okay at a cancer walk because I really wouldn't know if they will be okay. But by me now standing there and talking to 10,000 to 15,000 people and telling them, you will be okay. You can fight and win just like I did. I had to go through that to be able to share that. So sometimes when we're going through or challenging times or testing times, we don't know why we're going through it, but just know that you're going to pass the test. You'll be okay. And you're going to be a blessing to somebody else. Well, you're a wonderful role model. And I'm so happy to have you share this with us. I believe you also have written something for children, am I correct? Yes, I did. I wrote a book for kids and it's for series. I have the first series already out. Three more is coming your way. The first one is that I published two years ago. Well, the name of the book is called I Will Not Be Bullied and I Will Not Bully Others. And the reason why I wrote this book is when I looked at my daughter when she was born after the doctors told me I was maybe not going to have a, a kid. So having my daughter, I wanted to give her a gift. I wanted to give her a gift, not just toys and clothes, but I wanted to give her a gift of self-confidence. So that way, when she goes out to the world, this will carry her on in her career, at school, whatever she ends up doing. So I thought about writing this book called I Will Not Be Bullied and Will Not Bully Others. And in a book, I teach kids how to build self-esteem, self-love at a very young age. So the first book is talking about uh, mommy and daddy love me. It's just all positive things for kids to build them up all the way from a newborn to all the way down to college age. That's the goal. So I'm really excited because I just now got partnered up with the second school district in United States, got me as a vendor to go into schools when it opens up to teach kids how to build confidence. And so that way they don't get bullied and they don't bully others. I didn't want to share the book at first because it was a gift to my daughter, but I realized it will be very selfish of me not to share it with other kids because bullying is a big problem and in, everywhere in schools. We always talk about no bullying, but what are we doing to teach these kids not to bully others? So for me, it came from self-love first, teaching them how to love themselves. And then if you love yourself, it's very hard to attack somebody else because you feel good about yourself. So I wanted to start with them when they're very young with their self-esteem. Generally, bullies don't bully people who have self-confidence because it doesn't work. You know, so yes. one of the, the really great things that you're imparting is the notion of, you know, having the self-esteem that not only leads to success, but also it's going to make for less bullying in the world. Exactly. And I truly believe the energy all came from, I just want to give back. I don't know how I want to give back. I want to give back to kids. I want to give back to adults. So all these ideas just came in after I made a decision that I just want to be a blessing to others. Great. And you've given back so much and you've got a big chunk of your life ahead of mm -hmm. you. So I look forward to all of the additional stuff that you're going to give back. As you were talking about your daughter, I know a story that some people may not about, you know, visualizing what your life would be like with cancer and so on, and how you would get past that. 
relative to daughter, husband, and so on. Am I asking anything too personal or can you share? No, I want to share. I'm totally open. I'm here to share. And hopefully this message was touched somebody. That's all I'm here to do. Okay. So what is it about these pictures or something that helped you to visualize, you know, moving forward? Yes. I was telling Ron this morning before we started this, that even though I At the time when I was fighting cancer, I had lost my hair, my eyebrows and the whole nine yard. I started writing down the things that I I wanted in my life, but I also wanted to see it every day. So I got an empty board. okay, and I started going through a magazine and picking the things out of the magazine that I inspire to come into my life. For example, I saw a little girl that had curly hair and really adorable attitude. You can see through it in the picture. So I cut the picture. I put it on my vision board. And then I kept going. And the next thing that I saw was this handsome guy in a suit smiling. And I said, wow, I would love for my husband to look like this. He looks very smart. (laughs) So I cut that picture and put it on my board. I picked out all the things that I, I wanted to happen in my life. And I put it on that board. And I put it in my bathroom mirror. So every morning while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm looking at these wonderful pictures. I'm thinking to myself, this is what's going to come to me. This is my life. My life is going to be great. Forget about cancer. My life is going to be fabulous. (laughs) I was visualizing myself having a child, having a home, having a husband, the whole nine yards. I was not focused on poor me. I just lost my hair. I was focused on my blessings that are coming next. That's wonderful advice that I think a lot of people can use, including many people who don't have to go through the seriousness of a cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But very often, you know, if you don't visualize something, there's a pretty good chance it's not going to happen. There's not always a guarantee that visualizing will cause it to happen or will lead to it happening, but you got a whole lot better chance of it happening if you're visualizing it. This has been a really fascinating time spent with you, Marie. I'm so happy we were able to work this out. I hope that since it's not even 8 o'clock on the West Coast, I hope you don't let me down and go back to bed after this because it sounds like... No, Ron, we will not go back to bed. We got (laughs) things to do. We have to raise money for cancer. We have events coming up. We have exciting things that are happening and... God has given me another chance to live. I'm not going to spend it sleeping. I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to help as many people as possible doing it. Wonderful, wonderful. So a couple of things. Number one, how can people get your books? And number two, how do people get in touch with you if they want to continue to be inspired by you know the wonderful life that you've lived and that you are continuing to move forward with? and to be exposed to to a lot of the ideas that make for a better quality of life that you promote? Well, it's very easy. You just go to mariezq.com. It's M-A-R-I-E-Z as in zebra, Q as in queen.com. So mariezq.com. And you will find everything in there that you need. And also remember every Monday, I do a Monday motivation on my YouTube channel. And I also send it out to all my friends and anybody that wants to share, I will send you an email every Monday with a positive message just to get your day started, your week started, and we can just all 
grow together and build together and be a blessing to other together. So just go to my website, mariezq.com, and you can find how you can get involved if you ever thought about maybe joining a cause or even just being a part of motivational videos and emails. Just let's share it. Let's be there for each other, especially during times like this. We are our surroundings and let's help each other. People can really get your ideas on a, on a weekly basis. Exactly. And every week on Monday, you'll get a nice video from me just saying, good morning. <laughs> so, so if you haven't done your exercise, I will be calling you. If you haven't ate right, I'll be sending you that video, sending you some love, keeping you focused and just having the best life we can live together. Okay. Do you think you could get up at like 5 a.m. and post it for those of us on the East Coast who may? Of course, of course, of course. I can do that. I can do that. All things are possible, especially if I know that it's going to be a blessing to somebody else. I can definitely do that. <laughs> well, I, I'm not asking that of you, but... You know, I think we can I think get, I will do that for you, Ron. I think that's a mission. <laughs> I think we can get as motivated in the middle of the morning in the east as, we, <laughs> as when we first wake up. I, but I, I mean, this has been not just informative, but so much fun talking with you. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for what you're doing. I'm turning 42 on June 10th, and I just admire you, and I hope that. I get to live and look as great as you do when I hit that age. And thank you for being who you are. Thank you very much. I think you've got a very much of a head start on looking great for when you reach my age. So uh, I think you'll do terrific. I can only tell you if I knew how, uh, how much fun old age would be, I'd have grown older faster. So I really wish the best for you going forward. And I think the only thing we forgot is mm -hmm. I think you were going to offer a gift to somebody. I want to just share the love, especially uh, Ron being a blessing to all of us. So I want to be able to sign my first copy of my book and send it to a wonderful listener devoted to listening to your show. Uh, we want to be able to be a blessing to them. So if you are that person, please, if you want to reach out to Ron, that's fine. You can, and he will give me your information, your address, whatever, and then we'll send you the book. Okay, I think one of the best ways to do it is as we get closer to the time, I'll probably announce it both to my mailing list, which is the Mental Health Gym memberships, and to my Facebook page. And, you know, we'll have a special way that you can say request the book and so on, and we'll pick somebody out. Maybe we'll make Somebody tell Let's go for three winners, story. you know, three people that are devoted, okay. three people. <laughs> maybe we'll make it a bit of a challenge to have them tell us a little bit about what they've done to deserve it. And, exactly. But, and okay. share their story with us. Okay. So that's another reason for people to, you know, join the mental health gym and go to our social media sites like the Facebook page so that you'll know about it as we get closer to releasing this podcast. Again, it's been one of the most informative and enjoyable podcasts. I'm always thrilled when I have somebody who is kind of a kindred spirit in the positive area and has demonstrated it so well in the way that you lead your life. Wish you continued success. 
I certainly can't guarantee that I'm not going to ask you back because this has been really great. And Marie, enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll look forward to seeing the rest of you at our next podcast where we'll have another very interesting guest. Remember again, the website is thementalhealthgym.com and my book is Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm, available on Amazon. Marie, signing off, wishing you the best and we'll stay in touch.